All right, ladies and gents, welcome back for another episode of PH7Pod, where we are finding balance in our EDM communities. Today, I am excited to share with you all this LA local that is a current performer in Los Angeles, as well as a self-releasing independent artist. Listeners, get ready because we are we are about to fly through outer space and on macaroni skies with Miranda Finn in today's eighth episode of PH7 Pod. Uh, welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us, Miranda. I think you may have caught my lyrical reference to pineapple or pineapple pizza. How are you doing? How's October treating you? Um, yeah, uh, wanted to get into some of these. Uh, one of my favorite songs, Pineapple Pizza, before I jump into the rest. Awesome. Thank you so much for that intro. Yeah, I'm doing great. I've been playing a lot of vocal shows in LA recently. Um, I dropped a new single this year, a new music video. And yeah, I'm really excited to get into it. I dropped Coffee Fiend earlier this year. So yes. Oh my god, Coffee Fiend. I love how you uh, your lyrics in every single one of your songs. That one is specific. It was something like Cappuccino Kisses Sweeter Than Your Coca-Cola. <laughs> I love that. Like, it's so lyrical. It's sweet. Same thing with your uh, pineapple pizza song. Like, um, something about, um, what did you say about peanut butter? And then you know you're falling in love. Like, it's yeah. just kind of just <laughs> luscious and creamy. And I don't know what to say. Like, uh, remind me of the exact lyrics on that one. Um, it's when the swimming pool tasted like peanut butter pies. I knew I was falling in love. <laughs> That's the one. Oh my gosh. I, you, so many of them. And then your last one, Scintillate. I want to get to it and talk specifically about that one. What excited you? What kind of influenced that song? Um, what type of song is it to you? Um, I think, well, genre wise, I think it's definitely like a change from, like the couple the years that well I I think I said before I'm not sure if I said the right song but yeah I meant to say I dropped pineapple pizza last year um and right. yeah and that song and like the songs that I was putting out in college were definitely more like R&B hip hop leaning and then scintillate kind of sprang up and was more of like a poppy dancey vibe um, right. Which makes sense because the night I wrote that was like a very like clear and um, purposeful space that I was in, I think. Um, yeah. Just like getting into that like creative flow state. It was very that for me. And like the song itself also talks about like being feeling on purpose, feeling like you're fulfilling your purpose on a very large like universe scale um yeah scintillate scintillate yeah here i think for our our listeners let's give them a little listen to um you want to do pineapple pizza first or scintillate to get us in the mood for today um we can listen to pineapple pizza first and i can talk a little bit about that and then we can jump into scintillate let's do it let's do it Just drunk off of our faces, high out of our minds. We flew through outer spaces and macaroni skies. When the swimming pool tasted like peanut butter pies, I knew I 
I don't care if we make it through the day or the month or the year or the hour. There's no fear for our future emotions to trust. There's something bigger than us. This is a moment of lust. We must just feel it and own it. Baby, I want you to remember that we're young. There's nothing that could hurt us that we won't get stronger from. If we fuck it up and fuck it, at least we were having fun. And the world is made for fucking when you know you found the one. We're just drunk off of our faces, high out of our minds. We flew through outer spaces and macaroni size. When the swimming pool tasted like peanut butter pies, I knew I was falling in love. And now there's bring it down, bring it down. Trying to bring it back. I was trying to bring that volume down so I could smooth it out. Yeah. yeah. I love getting right to music on this one with you um, because that's how everything surfaced with my relationship with you as as an artist. It was purely uh, I, John at Knockhouse had this vocalist in my said, hey, you should talk to Miranda. You've got to talk to Miranda. And then from there, it was music, music, music. And uh when you released Pineapple Pizza, I that was like shortly after I worked with you, I feel like uh, probably about five months or so. But um, yeah, let's get into some of the creativity behind that song. I think, uh, where did these lyrics come from? Like, well, Bro, I don't know. I think like, I think I, I like have always kind of gravitated um, in specific like just towards specific lyrics and I think like food is such a specific thing and like brings up such <laughs> specific memories and connotations for people um right yeah I don't know if anyone has ever thought that the sky was like macaroni <laughs> but I feel like I was bringing in these kinds of lyrics um to create kind of a fantastical like almost like almost um psychedelic like hallucinogenic world of like the world of falling in love can be like that I think and it's just kind of a song that um is talking about all of the like crazy and beautiful and like not giving a fuck kind of fantastical <laughs> energy about being in love whether that's like romantic or like being in love with your art being in love with a new friend like i think right. expand beyond just the romantic and the sexual but like those elements are there for sure as well so um yeah, yeah. super melodic super uh, as you said you said your style before was a little bit of a kind of a, a melodic hip-hop in a way um and now this uh, move towards scintillate uh scintillate has been more of a kind of uh edgier kind of um how would you say that transition is and we'll get into the song in just a moment i would just say like it's a little poppier it's a little um yeah it's like a little more dancey and poppy i think there's definitely still the r&b elements there because like that's such a huge yeah. cornerstone of who i am as a vocalist um, right but it's definitely like yeah i think the song was a lot less about like the creative process i mean was less about the vocalization and like my vocal like my relationship with like being a vocalist and being a singer which some of my songs are right. very, like are do showcase that a lot but i think this was more yeah. lyrically scintillate was more lyrically driven for sure and more 
um, focused on this idea of like being part of the stars, fulfilling your purpose and stuff like that. So, and then like pizza, I think has lyrical, has a lot of lyrical elements, as you've said, and like also a little bit of rap and a little bit of vocals. So it's like a little bit more like going on, um, vocally, but I think, I think Scintillate has like a very clear and like inspiring message about like being who you are and chasing your dreams. And that is also like super important to me in my music right now. So this is huge. Did you work with two different producers on those songs or the same, or did you work with the same um, producer on those? Um, So pineapple pizza, the beat was created by my good friend, Yuda shout out. Um, she's amazing we met a few we met like years ago when I was just coming out of high school and then worked on a handful of songs together he also pretty produced Coffee Fiend and Dark Alley Dangers so that was so Pineapple Pizza was the third track we did together I loved working with his beats and like feel like he's just like a super creative um, producer and yeah that was also like a huge shift from before I started working with him and before I started really like working with different producers I was pretty much writing like in my room on my piano or on my guitar it was very like Taylor um and then I started (laughs) listening to Yuda's beats and I was like yo like I can actually write like a hip-hop song or like an R&B track and like that was track yeah yeah yeah. well yeah I mean it was just like a total like a whole new door opened for me when I challenged myself to write over other people's beats instead of just like writing to like my little chord progressions which are both like super rewarding and like can make fantastic records but I think um it was really like more of a challenge for me to like push myself to write over something new that I hadn't tried before and that like opened a huge door and then I had three songs that all came out of that within the span of a couple of years so um I can totally relate to that and you the moment you open your door to saying what not only do you have but what can I add to it and not um like just put too much of myself on it but really understand them and understand where mine would support their their art and yeah, yeah. um I and mean, then I, both here is shining better that way yeah no i think it's definitely like that's what's so exciting about collaboration in music specifically and i think in like any art form is just like when you have two individuals or two different like artist artists artistic visions that are their own separate things and they come together it creates this third completely often completely different thing that you never would have been able to do alone so that totally super exciting um and then on scintillate i worked with my friend gerald at knockhouse incredibly talented matt gerald yeah he also engineered the recording session for that and like yeah he's super talented i'm super grateful to him that beat I think was something that was just like sitting in his hard drive that I was like yo like have you used this like I fuck with this um shout out yeah that's awesome well let's get let's get into this one right here I'm gonna bring it in slow and uh let's see what it's about this is scintillate 
Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people have, people have told me before, like, just listening to me or watching me listen to the song, like, it really does, like, run so deep. For me, I think, like, the, just yeah. like, the meaningfulness behind the lyrics and, like, and that combined with the beat and, like, how it just kind of makes me want to move and like it's very joyful it's very euphoric um and that's definitely what i was tapping into with this song um you you killed it with that song um what are your some of your favorite lyrics out of that one um that really uh that bring it home to you um i would say vibrating with a new kinetic energy that's like one of the lyrics in the first verse and that I think is kind of like the thesis of the song. I mean, obviously, like the hook is the thesis in theory, but like that lyric does kind of sum up what I'm getting at, um, which is just like this was like, you know, I'd been interning at Knock House for a couple months, which is um, a super dope studio downtown. They unfortunately closed their doors this year, but I hope they're going to be reopening sometime. Um, I think so. But yeah, like I was just like, interning at this music studio I was fresh out of college and um and I was feeling like for the first time I was like really able to devote my time to music which is what I've always wanted to do and um and yeah it was just this like electric kind of um feeling of being on purpose and being like in tune with my creative muse and like the stars were all shining down at me and being like yes like this is right you got this and that feeling is kind of what I put into the song um so vibrating with the new kinetic energy is like kinetic energy is like when you raise up a pen and there's all of this like gravity pulling it down like there's energy there that hasn't quite um gone Sitting. into motion yet yeah so that's kind right. of as a little science class for y'all, <laughs> I did a good job explaining that. I'm not a scientist, but um, I was thinking you back, to, definitely thinking back to like ninth grade science physics, class that yeah. like exactly ninth grade physics class, and I was like, yes, like I have all this kinetic energy that's been building up inside me my whole life, and now like it's new because I'm here in LA, out of college, oh, yeah. able to like chase my dreams and like do my thing um uninhibited by school and all of the other like things that you kind of have to deal with growing up before you have total freedom so um that's so amazing being on purpose stars were shining down vibrating with a new kinetic energy that just um that makes me want to give a transition here and think about where Miranda was born because I think I feel like we have gotten all the way to the tip of where Miranda Finn is right now. So let's let's throw a transition in here if this will go loud. Ooh, okay, little transition. We are getting into where Miranda Finn was born. So um, we have fast forward all the way to where we were. We're bringing it back. So Miranda, how was Miranda Finn born? Um. The artist, oh, the artist. Yeah, the artist. <laughs> <laughs> I was in New York City. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, I mean, to like to be very honest, like music and singing and sound, um, have been things that like 
were born with me, I think. Um, like from the time I could talk, I was singing. By the time I could write, I was writing songs. Like I was writing songs in like first grade. Not not everyone's like that, by the way. I know I, you probably yeah. know that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't. I was. I was maybe making YouTube videos when I was younger in my in my younger ages. Um, I loved making videos, but I loved playing guitar a little bit. But no, I wasn't producing. But at the very basic level, I wasn't. Um, you know, writing songs or anything like that. So that in your hands, um, that was something that was on your mind at a very early age. Like, that's unique. Yeah, I think it was just, like, very natural for me um, as, like, a way to express myself. I think, like, some kids, you know, gravitate towards drawing or towards, like... Sports. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I did Taekwondo long when I was go. young, young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I played soccer growing up and I did other normal kid things, but I yeah. always like just like naturally gravitated towards music and songwriting and singing. And like I have memories of being in elementary school, just like sitting in the library all through recess, like writing yeah. this like, you know, like the lined paper you'd get at school, like that kind of paper and like. So, and like, Blue I probably have a piece of paper like that somewhere with a song that I wrote down <laughs> at that age. So, um, so yeah. And then like, obviously like becoming an artist and releasing music is a step up from there. But, um, yeah. but yeah. Did you, did you go into like, um, singing stuff live before, before you started to record stuff? Um, yeah, I, yeah. Well, hmm. I mean, I was always singing at school, like in choir and the school play and stuff like that. Um, right. And I would sing at like, I would sing with, at my temple growing up. My family's Jewish. So I was at Jewish summer nice. camp and I'd be singing there and at temple. And then I actually met um, a, a guy who was working at um, my temple when I was a kid. He was probably like in his mid to late 20s and he was a... Um, he was a Hebrew school teacher at my temple and he was like, you know, this like young dude who was doing music production and <laughs> like nice. me singing in the hallway at temple and was like, you should talk to your parents and come to my like in, uh, in apartment studio and like record some vocals with me and that was like the most exciting thing I'd ever heard at the ripe age of 11 and I was like yeah, yeah. so um so yeah my parents ended up taking me over there and I like worked with him for years we like still do a little bit of music together once in a while um but yeah shy that's that's his name and he's amazing he he recorded five songs with me when I was 11 and I put that stuff out on iTunes and did a little music video. I've like wiped some of it from the internet, but there's still bits and pieces of it out there. But yeah, that was like, that was like my first time recording music. And then, and that was when I was like 11. And then for years right. after that, I was kind of writing songs on my own. I started learning to play guitar around that time. I would be gigging around like cafes and, and restaurants. Right. Um, now, did you ever get into like the um, like um, the rave scene at all? Um, and your 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 ages growing up into where you are the now? Yeah, totally. So, 
I would say around like mid to end of high school, a lot of my friends were like a year or two older than me and yeah. they were really into the rave scene. So I would say probably around like 17 was like when I went to my first rave and like, <laughs> yeah, and like, that was also like being a young person in LA and not being 21 yet, you're limited, obviously. Totally. There were a lot of like, small raves happening at that time that were like 18 and over so like my friends and i would all be pulling up to those senior year like we would that was like what we would do on the weekends um and i got super into it and then like that kind of has evolved over time i actually learned yeah. for insomniac in their beverly hills office during college for one summer and that was like an incredible experience um, and then I like started going to festivals and like started like meeting producers at studios who were doing EDM tracks like you. Um, and, uh, and like, I have, you're actually probably the first out of like at least three, maybe four producers that I've worked with in the EDM scene now that I've like laid some vocals down for, or, you know, written right. for whatever. So, and that's like so much fun. Cause like, that's like the 17 year old party kid in me like totally like fully fulfilled you know <laughs> right writing the dance track getting something that's going to be banging in the warehouse yeah i mean this uh there's so many different uh avenues you can take um the reason why i was asking that part because you're talking about your kind of uh your first recording experience around 11 or 12 you started to grow up a little bit Rave scene I knew was at the end of high school, kind of, yeah. and then you even had a job. You were influenced enough to go to work, do an internship for Insomniac, which is, I mean, the uh, the yeah. biggest event company in America for doing stuff, especially on the West Coast. Yeah. And so, why why was your your head going towards like uh, um, the EDM scene when it comes to music? And did you have any um, thoughts or ideas about becoming like? Uh, EDM vocalist, or, or or do you think that would have been too narrow? Um, even I think, I think like I definitely like I'm always down to throw vocals on any kind of EDM track. Um, yeah. Now, like then and now, I think like I have so much to say with my music, and I think like myself as an artist and my artist project like needs to be my focal point but like I'm always yeah. to throw vocals on an EDM track and like I love moving to that music and partying to that music and dancing to that music and it's like a huge part of like my evolution as a person um, as well as an artist so I think like I love EDM I don't know if I would ever consider myself an EDM artist or like specifically an EDM vocalist but like I am a vocalist and I'm always down I watch your voice on so many more just like I, I hope just like the randomest producer comes around you like a big producer bit way bigger than me and comes and finds your voice like uh, I'm talking like a, a Weston or Noizu or um, yeah. <laughs> some of these some of these names uh, that are over there in LA, binge watch. He's a really cool guy. He's local uh, with Blind Tiger. But yeah, any of these guys that re write really good house track and have a following because your voice just is so adaptable, but also like it's so you and uh, not meant it's it's uh it's unique. I, it's a distinguished voice in my opinion. Um, and that's why I wanted to 
write that track when when you when you were able to um just work with me for about i think you had 30 minutes and you laid down these these lyrics for love it out and you're like well we'll come back to it we'll do one more time another time and we did um and we laid out the second verse which was very nice um but it is um it, you you i didn't have to ask you you kind of like as you said you're you're down and it wasn't like i'm down i'm kind of down let me test it out it's hey i'm down i'm going to throw some flavor on it and it's it's going to come out a little spicy so let's hear let's let's see let's see what we're talking about um let's play a little teaser yeah yeah let's play let's play love it out a little teaser of it um right here Like track. I'm, I'm a fan. I love, like, I love house music. So, I definitely want to get that out eventually. <laughs> I want to get it out too. I yeah. think that after I've worked with more vocalists, and I, I actually want to get your take when you work on tracks that you um like go to, and you're bringing your voice to. Um, have you like? what's your process in recording your vocals is it do you just record like a high kind of a low and a mid-range kind of frequency to cover them um like do you stack your vocals when you when you record and think out um your songs i would say like most like i would say mostly everything i've recorded has some stacked harmonies because i'm Required yeah. and like those just like are right there in my ear when I'm listening to things. Um, yeah. but that's not necessarily every song. I think like every song is its own like entity and should be treated as such and should be like treated with care and be like very specific to what it's asking for, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I think I love I love to stack vocals. Like, I would love to do a track where I just have, like, a whole bunch of them 
um that's like on my bucket list of just like like a track with like very little production that just has like a fuck ton of stacked harmonies I would love to do that but and I do like stack harmonies on a lot of my tracks but I think it really depends on what the track is calling for it's it's very specific it's relative right totally yeah yeah now I I uh I know we are coming up uh towards the back end of our uh our time here with us to get today. Um some of the um wrap up I, I kind of want to do a uh a um a round of uh round of fire or something like that or what yeah. whatever whatever you want to call it. Um so let's let's try it out. Yeah. What I have here on um my ring of fire is um what could we expect from a live performance uh, versus the songs that we could stream online. For sure. So first of all, I'm going to plug November 2nd. I'm playing the Viper Room. I'm super excited for that. Um, so you can come. I, well, not you because you're not in L.A. No. I know. <laughs> Never is in L.A. Y'all can come out and check out the show. Um, I would say like definitely like my vocals are something that like really shine through in a live performance like live vocals is some is like something that I'm that is super important to me whether I'm the one performing or whether I'm in the audience like mm-hmm. um, I care a lot about that and about like sounding as good as I can and like really giving people like something beautiful to listen to and to dance to and enjoy so I think like my live shows are definitely like a vocal high for me and for the audience um and you can like hear a little bit about my creative my creative aura and like what inspires me um for each song I usually give like a little quick second or two about that at my live shows so yeah I love that I heard in one of your live shows, um, well, it was kind of just a post on Instagram, but I it caught my attention and I wanted to ask about it. And I said, uh, it feels good to be 17. Please run away with me. <laughs> and I was like, is that one of her songs? Wait, why? And why do you want to? Why do you sing that one live? Yeah, that's like the first song that I put out in high school or I guess it was right after <laughs> high school. Um, oh, okay. So, God, it feels good to be 17 is one of the lyrics. Um, And I think, first of all, like, a lot of my fans and friends who are coming out to the shows, like, love that song. So that's part of why I want to play it. And um, also just because it's, like, a really fun song to sing. And because the message is, like, although, like, I wrote it while I was 17, like, the energy behind it, I think, is pretty consistent. Um in terms of like chasing happiness joy and doing things that feel on purpose and feel authentic um do you feel that that's a that's a mindset do you feel like um any any place in the world has shaped that and your upbringing has la kind of give you that that sense of that mindset um I honestly think it's my parents like my parents have been the biggest supporters and are just like like I am so privileged and so blessed to have them and they've like always just been the kind of parents who are like unwaveringly supportive and like chase your dreams like do what brings you joy like live a life that feels joyful we need more of that yeah we do more of those people um 
So I, I, I was, um, the way they connect with you kind of leads me to this next question in our, um, our fire round is, uh, what's your favorite way to connect with, um, your fans with, or with new fans, um, fans and new fans. Um, I would assume the way you are connected, the way you connect and has been shown how to be in connection, um, and importance with something has kind of influenced you and the way you connect with people. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all all of the above it's like the recorded music and the writing it's the live shows it's like the internet stuff i mean i struggle with um like posting and like being consistent on tiktok and online as do i think a lot of creatives are not necessarily built for that but i think like in the instances where i have like really noticed that i've been able to reach people online like I like it does become very real of like even though this is through a screen and through like social media through the internet like people still connect with the music the same way. so like I think that's honestly been like the most surprising thing for me is like when I like when I have been consistent online and like gotten to the point where I'm reaching people online like new people mm-hmm. right um, that's like, whoa, like, that's cool. Um, and I want to keep doing that. And I'm still on the path of improvement of honing my social media skills. But yeah, um, so that's a big thing. But like, obviously, I think the most real thing any artist would say is like, being at a live show, connecting with people in person, like, getting to share your music live, at least for me is like, definitely the, yeah. that's, that's the thing, you know, so that's that's the easy that's the easiest way to communicate and connect right um i mean music once yeah right it's the easiest way to communicate and connect in the biggest perform like when you're performing it is because you put so much work into it which is perfectly into this one can you share any experiences that help us understand the amount of work you put into your project um damn bro that's a hard question <laughs> i know I, it's like we're thinking because there's so much because you just talked about the easiest way for us as artists to communicate it's through the music once it's already been told but all the stuff that goes into telling it to get it told is like part of the the biggest like uh part of the the experience i yeah. feel like i mean you know? i think i don't know if i have like a specific experience I mean, I think, like, like being a writer is its own thing. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's intertwined. But, like, yes, like, I could talk about, like, late nights writing or, like, I could talk about, like, weekend songwriting intensives where I'm, like, literally just, like, going into the studio, listening to beats, going outside, writing for hour for, like, an hour, going back in and cutting something, coming. Like, there's that right. as a writer. But then, like, honestly, like a lot of and i'm sh- every every artist knows this but like a lot of it is like the really unfun busy work of like so, well of, like, all artists accomplish writing a song a little bit differently all yeah. artists well i think you know, writing a, yeah i think writing a song is super joyful and fulfilling for me and like i'm not going to say it's always easy but i think there's always part of it that comes natural to me because i am naturally a writer and like that and like that just flows for me a lot of the time but yeah i think like i think a a lot of artists will understand and you will too like a lot of it is also the busy work and like not the fun part like not the recording not the writing not the shooting the music video but like 
emailing people and like texting people and like getting your next mix back and back and listening to it and like calling the engineer and being like yo like let's make these changes like there's a lot and then like the distribution and like like there's a lot of stuff that goes into it that isn't really fun and creative that is equally important and I think like what I've really been focusing on recently is trying to find a way to balance that with the stuff that is creative and that is joyful because when you get too far away from that everything loses meaning you know and like it's not fun anymore so right I think it's really important to like stay connected to the fun parts and the creative parts while also like finding that balance of like okay now I have to spend a couple hours tonight like sending emails and making flyers and texting people to come to the show and like texting the engineers who are all of, all of it as you said though is is staying staying connected sending the flyers sending emails uh getting the mix back it's it's staying connected to the source your source your energy source that you are going to bring and and let it boom shine and in a performance which is just like or in a song when i hear the song it's like all this shines from all that you know connectedness to that adding to this adding let me give a little let me how much more can i put to this source you just keep on adding it from all these different areas and then now you got this artifact this song just like i mean it's it's this uh this artifact in time that you've created and you've put so much into time capsule that's what these songs are they're they're time capsules i date my i date my works in progress I, i stopped doing like uh, whip one or whip two or whatever I, de- I date them um by like august 2023 whip one august 2023 whip two okay i know that i wrote two songs in the month of august 2023 i know exactly what those two songs are yeah I, i'm i don't know if i'd remember uh like it any other way but it's like the time capsule no, um so i think that's so cool i think these last two ones are going to be perfect for us to wrap up and, and it's in the sense of a time capsule and thinking about where people start, where we are and giving advice to those and empowering those that were just in our same exact shoes, maybe five, 10 years ago. Um, do you have any advice for a vocalist that has um, a starring passion, um, a starting passion and um, would like to learn to become a vocalist? Um. I mean, honestly, just like doing it, singing in choir in school with your friends. I was in an acapella. I was in two acapella groups in college. Um, and do the and work. I think also, like, if you um, have, if it's accessible for you, which unfortunately it's not for everyone, but like doing some proper like vocal coaching, vocal technique, breathing technique, all of that stuff is super important. I actually just started working um again with the vocal coach that I was seeing when I was like 17 and hadn't seen her in years that was a trip and so fun to reconnect but like wow I'm doing a lot of shows um I like have definitely noticed like okay I need to like re re re-up with my technique and check in with like what how I'm how my body is doing when I'm singing like breathing and all of and like if am I singing from the right place? Like you don't want to push from your throat too much and damage your voice. So like all of those things are like very much connected to the body. So I would say like being, yeah, being able to like 
do some vocal coaching or even like YouTube University, some of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like just singing with your friends and picking out harmonies and that may or may not lead to like writing and composing. And yeah, I think yeah. that's all really important for people who want to start out as a vocalist. So get a, get a buddy, get a buddy, get an acapella, just back and forth. Maybe one, two, three, yeah. start it yeah. off. That's cool. Um, this one is the last one. I put it as the last one because it was the one of the most, in, I mean, in my mind, one of the most, um, when I met you and the way I, um, we wrote the song and then I saw how you released music and I, I thought it was, I, I just don't understand why you're not bigger. I understand, like, I see so much potential and that's why this question is, um, you have a noticeably thoughtful release plan um, every time on on social media. Is there any strategy? Can you talk a little bit about what you think about when you are going into uh, each release? You give time for sure. There's a lot of buildup, and it's um, I've I've consumed it very very well. I've I've loved the the content you've you've put out and the way you you progress it to the release day. I'm so glad it seems noticeably thoughtful. It's often really not. <laughs> I think uh-huh. I think definitely like I think definitely for independent artists um who are just or not necessarily just starting out but like who don't have a team yet. Um yeah. like it's all me. Like I'm like I'm not hiring people and like I don't have, you know, a label or anyone really behind me except like my friends and my family. So, yeah. um it definitely like it's, it's kind of like what I have the time and capacity for at that at any given time and um and like yeah I think there's a little bit of creativity behind it honestly it's like I get inspiration from other creatives I follow a lot of like independent artists and just kind of like check out their content when I'm going to like make new content um and get inspiration from that and then like a lot of the times it's really just like me having a moment where I'm like I don't know like working on a new song or vibing to the song that I just got a mix back for and like I'm like let me just take some videos of this and share this with my Instagram and on TikTok with pineapple pizza I was like very um about to ask just about to ask like I was very on it um on TikTok for that and I like was posting almost every day for a little for like the couple weeks before the release and I definitely like like that's clear you can see it in the streams like pineapple pizza's like done pretty well for the fact that I've put zero dollars into marketing it um so yeah and like scintillate I was super on purpose making that song and felt super fulfilled making it and then like when it came time to promote on tiktok that's when you're just sitting there right and the stars were being put on your face yeah that was the music video so i was doing the music video i was also getting ready to like for a long like travel endeavor when that song's coming out so i wasn't promoting it as much on TikTok, but I did do the music video and that was my first time doing a music video. I worked with an incredible director named Claire Stanton. They're amazing. And um, Claire Stanton. Yeah. Couldn't have done it without them. They totally like spearheaded the project with me. So I um, 
so yeah I think like I'm still experimenting not only with my music but like with promotion and like music videos and just like I'm like this is really the first year that that just came to a close um yeah this past summer of like the first year that I was out of college and like doing music full-time so I'm still experimenting with things and trying things out and seeing what sticks. So I see, I see no rush in your world. It's all quality. It's not quantity and uh, stick to it, stick to it because uh, you're a, you're a, uh, you're a, I look at you and I see richness and the, and just the richness and like warmth and um, your, your music, the tone of your voice and you as a person, dude. So, um, Please, please don't change. Please don't change. Please evolve. Just continue evolving. And uh, I'm here for the Miranda Finn journey. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. Yeah. And this was the uh, uh, this was the eighth episode of PH7 Pod. Um, definitely tune back in, guys, when we have um, episode nine coming. Don't have that one for you of what it's going to be, but it's going to be another one where we are finding balance in music across oh, yeah. the board. Miranda, thank you for joining us in the PH7 pod where we find balance in our EDM communities. Oh, Cheers. Yeah. Thank you. For